Now, I'm old enough to be able to read the time, and I see what time it is. Matthew chapter 2, we talked about this this morning, and if you just give me a few minutes now, you're in no real hurry because your supper's in round the corner there, and there's tea and buns and there's goujons, <laughs> very polite up here in Korean. We've got goujons and chicken for supper, so it'll be ready in a few minutes. Matthew chapter 2, I will refer to some of the verses just very quickly as we pass through it. We talked this morning about the wise men that came from the eastern country. They came a long journey. It was dangerous. It was expensive. They came from the east. They were wise. They were wealthy. And they traveled this great distance that they might meet the Lord Jesus Christ. As I said, there was probably more than three of them, servants, soldiers, camels. And quite a group of them came along. And this special star appeared in the eastern country. A miracle. I know people try and explain this star away. It was this, that, and the other. God put a star in that, in that sky specifically as a miracle for those men to see and study. Now, when do you need a miracle? Only when you need a miracle. I read an article of some time ago of a man in prison, a Christian, and he was praying and he said, Lord, I would love an apple, but I can't get one. That night he looked over and he saw a hole in the wall and he says, oh dear, dear, now dirty I rat. So he plugged the hole up, went to bed, next day he looks and the hole was there again. Had I rat and he plugged the hole again, I don't like rats. But this hole kept appearing, so he said, right, I'll bring the rat into the cell and at least I'll have somebody to talk to. And the rat came in and run down the cell and went away again. And a day or so later the rat came back and brought him an apple. He needed a miracle. He got an apple. God only does miracles when we need them. And here the wise men, they arrive in Jerusalem, and if you had had a Bible in the Old Testament, it tells Jesus was to be born in Bethlehem, but they had wandered into the wrong place. They went in to see Herod, the king of the Jews, the king of Israel, and they went into the ruler's place. Herod, who was he? He was a Edomite. He was a descendant of Esau. As I said, he was an evil, wicked, cruel killer, an immoral man. History calls him Herod the Great. But the Bible tells us something different. He went on to kill all the children under two years old. You say, what are you getting at? Some of you in this meeting, and myself included, we were brought up in Christian homes and we had a star for a mother and father. I think back on my own mum and dad, and I didn't always agree with them sending me to Sunday school in church, but they were a star shining me in the right road. We had Sunday school teachers who studied up the Bible as best they could, and they tried to tell us about the Savior. We had ministers who preached the gospel, stars. Revelation talks about the minister like a shining star, and they tried to point us in the right direction, but what did we do? Me. I wandered away. I decided I knew more than the Sunday school teacher. I decided I knew more than my mother and father. And I wandered off. And oh my, where do we wander to? We wander into the wrong company. We wander into a company, maybe not as vile as Herod, but we wrong into the wrong company, the unsaved company. Oh, but mommy, he's a nice boy. He's really nice. Is he saved? Oh, don't go talking like that, mum, but he's a real nice boy. When you meet him, you'll love him. I love him. Or the other way around, oh, mommy, he, she's such a lovely girl. She doesn't go to church or Sunday school or anything like that, but she's lovely and I love her. And 
We get into the wrong company. We get bad advice. My, some of the schools will give you bad advice. I'm not going into the details. But here's the wise men. And even though they wandered off course, they said, we want to see Jesus. We want to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you something. I remember the night I got saved, and I remember the same place, the same bed, the same spot many years later when I got down on my knees and I said, Lord, this is terrible. I can't live this life any longer. Please, Lord, do something for me. I had wandered away, and I realized I was wrong. And I got back onto my knees again, and I said, Lord, I want you. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Oh, unsaved in the meeting tonight. If you're not saved, get right with God. That's the best life. If you're backslidden, oh, get rid of that. You see, it's so hard to tell the difference between unsaved and backslidden, isn't it? No, I'm a backslider. Are you? Were you saved to start with? We need to get a fresh start. Oh my, that backsliding, those bad company, the paramilitaries, the prison, the life, the wasted, and then hell at the end. To fall into... Oh, you say, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get, don't worry, Rivers, I'll get right before God before I die, will you? Man going up the road the other day in the jeep and trailer, full health and strength. A very evil man he was. And just like that, his heart stopped and went over the hedge. And he was dead. And where is he? Oh, I tell you, brought up to know the gospel and to wander away from God and from the loved ones that prayed for you and sought you to break a mother's heart. I broke my mother and father's heart for some years. And then, to miss God's salvation. Oh, you say, we, we, we'll worship Jesus. Verse 2, it tells us there, where is he that is born king of the Jews that has seen a star? We're come to worship him. All the time will come, I'll get saved, I'll get right with God. And here's these men, and they come to the Savior, they come to the Son of God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the babe, the man, the cross. Beware of false religion, by the way. As I said this morning, they didn't worship Mary. They came to worship Jesus Christ as Savior. Beware of a false religion. They came to bow before the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you man enough to get down on your knees tonight at the side of your bed or after church and say, Lord Jesus, save me, forgive me, cleanse me? Woman, young girl, older girl, have you got the courage to say, Lord, be my Savior, change my life? I want to worship you. It says there in verse 8, go and seek diligently. Ah, this is different now. Ah, oh, you shall get saved when I like. No, you'll not. <laughs> if the Spirit of the God doesn't speak to you, you'll not be saved. And if the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to you now, you could be saved. But here's the wise men, and they haven't found Jesus. They're in the wrong path, and they're seeking him, and they have to seek him diligently. Go and search for that word diligently. Me search every house till you find them. No, no, hold on, Robert. <laughs> I was brought up in Sunday school, and I know a wee bit of theology, and I believe in election. That's all right, good. That's lovely. And I'm just going to sit here until I'm elect. <laughs> You'll never be saved then. Huh? We've got a choice to make. 
Oh no, hold on. I believe the path of life is... My man told me this the other day. I believe the path of life's laid out for me and that's the way of it. <laughs> well, that may be. I believe in choice, you know. I got up this morning and I chose whether I would have cornflakes, rice krispies, with milk or without milk. Yeah. I go in here the night and there's a cup of tea and I can choose from a sandwich to a goujon or coffee or tea. I can make that choice. I can make a choice, friend. And I can make a choice and go to hell. And I can make a choice and go to heaven. Oh, seek and ye shall find. Seek him diligently. We make other choices. Tell me tonight. We're almost finished. Who's first in your life? What's first? What's the idol of your life? Is it the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know him? Do you love him? Do you serve him? Is it a car? A friend of mine, he works for, he works for a friend of mine and he's got this racy car and his friend calls it the tin bucket. <laughs> How's the tin bucket going today? <laughs> Caught the sump on her the other day and she wasn't going very well with the oil running out. Maybe it's a car, is your great... No, you can have a car. Maybe it's a family, a friend, business, sport. Sport's a big thing. Oh, my old John Bunyan said he left the city of destruction. And he left the city of destruction, but he wasn't saved for quite a while. He went through the slough to spawn. He was brokenhearted, but he still wasn't saved. He met Mr. Legality, and he went to the morality. Oh, and he went through a lot of things. Still wasn't saved. Went through the wicked gate, and it says, straight as a gate, narrows the way that leadeth unto salvation. And he still wasn't saved. And friend, if you want to be saved, you've got to seek it. Search for it until you find it. You say, I'll be all right. If I'm one of the elect, I'll be fine. Make your calling and election sure. Oh, I see they wandered off. I see they came to worship Jesus, and they eventually did. And when they come in to worship the Lord Jesus Christ, oh, their joy, their willingness, their excitement, willing. Gold, frankincense, myrrh. We said this morning, gold, king, frankincense, mediator. Myrrh, death, Calvary, cross. What do we get when we get saved? <laughs> I like reading Pilgrim's Progress, John Bunyan, those things. What do we get when we get saved? You see, anything that you and I have has come from the hand of the Lord already. Your health, your strength, your clothes, your food. God has been blessing us. What do I get when I get saved? Well, when bon John Bunyan had said he went up the narrow way of salvation, you go yourself. It's something very personal to be saved. And he looked up at the cross and he said the burden fell off his back. So he saw the cross. He saw the Savior dying for him. And when the burden of sin rolled off his back, he said, oh, bless cross, bless Calvary. Oh, blessed be the man that has hung upon the tree for me. And then the three shining ones came and one says, you have peace with God. Friend, have you peace with God? If you're not saved, you don't have peace with God. If you're backslidden, you don't have peace of any sort. You don't have peace with God. You don't have peace with your mother, father, friends, nobody. He said, you've got peace with God. You've got forgiveness of sins. My forgiveness of sins, what a joy it is to be forgiven. 
What a joy it is. There were those young soldiers in Congo, and the boy went down and he says, can I have a service with you? And they said, yes, go ahead. He thought he would have only a few 200 come out. And he told them about Moses and how Moses was forgiven even for the sin of murder. Many of those young men came to know Christ in the next day or two to find the Savior. The rebels come in shortly after that and there was a row of bodies, all those wee believers lying dead, killed, gone to heaven with a few days of God's salvation. Oh, I see we get peace with God. I see forgiveness. And then he said he gives us the garments of righteousness. He takes away the old rags of sin and he clothes us. Puts on spiritual righteousness. He put the mark of holiness on the forehead of Bunyan. You see, when you're saved, you're different. You have different desires. My first Friday night after I got right with God, I drove up into the car park to go to the dance hall. And the Lord said, what are you doing here, son? You know this isn't the place for you. I said, thank you, Lord, for speaking to me. I turned around in the wee Morris Minor and I went back down the road again. I said, thank you, Lord. The Lord has begun to speak to a wee boy out of the factory. God has begun to guide and speak to us. And salvation, friend, is only the beginning. And we get peace with God, forgiveness, garments of salvation, the mark of holiness. He gave him a scroll. He gave him God's word, the book to guide us, to speak to us. And then he says, make your journey to the celestial city. That's what the cross does for us. My, when you've been to the cross, when you've been with Christ, you're going to the celestial city. You're not going to hell any longer. Oh my, here's the wise men and they've come to the Christ of the cross. And they were willing. What did they give? They give themselves, they give the money, they give the gold, they give themselves, they give all they had. What have you given to Christ? Now, reverence, I give my tithes. I counted out to the last penny. <laughs> Two old farmers were talking down south one day, and I was listening to them. One says, your wee man was preaching about tithing and giving. He says, oh, I, all I can give is to tithe him a prophet, and I have no prophet. <laughs> Friend, when you give yourself, you young girls that's looking for a boyfriend, let me give you advice for an old man. If you can get that young fella's heart... <laughs> You'll get his wallet, you'll get his car, you'll get everything he has. So go for the heart. <laughs> and that's exactly the same with salvation. When the Lord gets your heart, friend, he gets everything. And why are there so many old grumpy Christians? Because the Lord hasn't got all of their heart. He hasn't got them. They're holding back. Men and women that have been saved maybe 20, 30 years and they're still holding back. Oh, to give yourself for service, for anything, for talents, for time. And we go home to glory just to hear, well done, Morris. Well done, Chrismer. Well done, good and faithful servant. And you know, it tells us there in verse 12, and being warned of God in a dream, they should not return to Herod. They departed their own country another way. The Lord doesn't leave us after salvation. He starts to guide us and instruct us. And we see that we're willing and 
we want to serve him. We want to walk with him. We want to talk with him. We, we give what we have. He said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth liberally to all men and breedeth not. You say, well, Lord, I don't know the road. I, I'm standing here at the train station. I've got cases. I can't hardly lift them. What am I going to do? And the Lord says, I'll show you what to do. The Lord said, I'll look after you. Oh, my, how he guides us when we're saved. Protects us. Care, provides for us. Down in Liberia, during the war, Pastor Moses Dawn had his wee group in the church and they were hiding down in a cellar. And they hadn't had food for a day or two. And they said, it's time we prayed for food. And they got together and they prayed, Lord, send us some food. And they just stopped praying when they heard the army going past. There's a wee window at the bottom of the cellar and they were looking out. And a big jeep went past, another jeep went past. And a jeep came around the corner laden with bags of rice. And you know what I'm going to tell you? A bag of rice fell off just outside the window. And the brakes and the old jeep pulled up. And he reversed back and out got the soldiers to lift the bag of rice. And one of them says, the backside's out of the bag. You know what I mean? The bottom end is ripped on the bag. They jumped into the jeep and they left the bag of rice. Just right at the window. For Moses Dawn and his little church. I could tell you more about Liberia, how God blessed and guided. Friend, are you safe tonight? You're a plumber, an electrician, a doctor, a nurse, whatever you may be, in the factory, wherever you work, do you know the Lord? Are you in the center of the Lord's will? Wandered away off course? No, get back. Start afresh. A willingness to worship and serve the Lord. Where he may lead me, I will go. For I have learned to trust him so. Oh, that the Lord might save you. Friend, if you're backslidden in the meeting tonight, you'll never be happy. You can try the dance, you can try all you like, but it'll never bring happiness until you get down on your knees before the Lord and worship him. I'm going to sing a wee verse in closing while the